As a listener to Intelligent Medicine, you know that fish oil provides the vital omega-3s, EPA, and DHA that supports your cardiovascular, brain, nerve, vision, immune system, joint, and skin health, as well as your inflammatory balance. My preferred fish oil brand is Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions, including soft gels, liquid, and enteric-coated options in a variety of potencies. Vital Nutrients even offers a high-performance and nutrient-dense vegan omega supplement option. Vital Nutrients' line of ultra-pure omega-3 solutions are held to the most rigorous quality standards in the industry, ensuring maximum freshness, purity, and potency. I use Vital Nutrients myself and recommend it to my patients. For more information and to order, call 888-328-9992. That's 888-328-9992. Or go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co for the Vital Nutrients line of Ultra Pure Omega-3 Solutions. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. This is our weekly rundown of your questions. I see that you have all adapted to our new email because we've got plenty of questions in our mailbox. Let's remind everyone, it's questions at drhoffman.net. Okay. Yeah. And so what's our next question? We've got uh, an email from Louise. Dear Dr. Hoffman, I hope this finds you well. For year, for the last year, I've had issues with digestion. I've suffered a lot with constipation a year ago. And every now and then I get up in the morning, drink tea, and by the third cup, I'm vomiting it back up. It's just the tea. I feel nauseated most of the time. It goes, but, but sometimes it comes back when I'm eating. I went gluten-free for a while because I thought I might have celiac disease, but I was tested, and it's not that. I've been tested for bowel cancer. It's not that. My doctor says I have IBS, but that doesn't mean anything. But, and now I have bloating now as well. I lost about nine pounds over all this. I'm perimenopausal. I'm using some HRT, but this was happening long right. before I took the HRT. It, it, this what, what this sounds like a consult. It's a consult, yeah. all right. Uh, because obviously the good news is yeah. that it's, you know, bad stuff that could be happening. Yeah. It could be an ulcer. It could be, you know, GERD. It could be, God forbid, yeah. esophageal cancer. So you have to check these things out. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, if you have a reduced She's in capacity. the UK. She's in the UK. She's in the UK. Oh, well, then it's... So there will be a long waiting list to get <laughs> yeah, anything yeah. done. She's lucky she found out about bowel cancer. Right. You know, right. so, yeah. Well, maybe they're looking at the wrong end. Could be. I mean, <laughs> I, it's like... Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, I was going to say, what's in your tea? Or don't don't have that third cup. But she's it's not a Brit. That simple. She's a Brit. She's a Brit. Of course, you're going to have your teeth. You know, so, I mean, yes, yeah. there is a you know irritable bowel. Um, sure. You know, let's presume that she has irritable bowel. What would we do? Uh, and what are some things that actually help people overcome nausea? You know, ginger, yes, ginger tea. Ginger. Uh, Maybe it's a motility thing. Yeah. Maybe some gastroparesis that could cause a lot of nausea. So, and what what helps with motility naturally are uh, what are called Ginger. digestive bitters. bitters uh, yeah. Swedish bitters mm-hmm. are pretty much available in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a combination of ingredients, including gentian and other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't take peppermint because peppermint will loosen the esophageal sphincter. You don't want yes. peppermint tea. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I you know it's a little there's a paucity of information here. Yeah, um, it could be she needs a she needs a deeper workup. Yeah, I mean. Does she have 
I mean, maybe she has. I can't tell if she's had an upper endoscopy. You know, yeah. Did she? Yeah, Louise, get an upper endoscopy. Mm-hmm. See if there's yeah. something going I mean, on there. It, it could stomach. be hiatal hernia that is, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, is there is there IBS? Does she doesn't report any lower GI symptoms? Right, except for bloating now as well. Bloating. She may have SIBO, she so have she SIBO. could, you know, because this person thing was person's not going to come and see us, obviously. Yeah. So she could try a low FODMAP diet mm-hmm. and see if that alleviates the bloating. Mm. That's easily available on the internet. Yes. In fact, it was discovered by one the of Monash your, University in right, Australia. It was discovered They've by got an app. One of your Commonwealth brethren yes. uh, at uh, Monash University in Australia, mm-hmm. a low FODMAP diet. Mm-hmm. So you can do a trial of that for six weeks or a month. Hey, if it works, uh, send us an email saying, you cured Let me. Let us know. And I can guzzle as much tea as I want. <laughs> Louise, it reminds me of, my yeah. father thought this joke was hilarious. I never found it very hilarious. But he would he would say, he would put his hand and he showed like a crooked finger. And he would say, he would say you know, a man goes to the doctor and says, when I move my finger like this, it hurts. And the doctor said, well, don't move your finger like this. <laughs> my, and I thought, that's not funny. That's not funny. But my father thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Louise, we hope you feel better soon. Let's see here. We've got a question from Jerry about NT Factor. I have dilated cardiomyopathy and now AFib, and I'm on blood thinners. I'm going to be 80 this year. I'm losing my strength. Is it safe for me to use NT Factor? I'm usually very active. I love your podcasts. Thank you. The, the say it, it's almost without contraindication to use NT factor. Yeah. And dilated cardiomyopathy is a form of uh, heart weakness, ultimately, mm-hmm. that can be a presage of congestive heart failure. Mm-hmm. So you want to improve the energetics in your mitochondria, especially in the heart, which is the most hardworking muscle in the body. Mm-hmm. And so NT factor would be appropriate. Nothing wrong with that. There you go. Jerry, okay. Good luck. Good luck to you. Let's see here. We've got another. Should Sean. we pause this hour for? Uh, we have not. Okay, so let's yes. Let's give our mm-hmm. our sponsors their due, and allow one of them to share an important message with you. So here goes. As you know, I'm a big proponent of CBD to tonify the endocannabinoid system. I've found that it helps people relax and can support restful sleep, a real breakthrough in herbal products. The CBD brand I take personally and recommend to my patients is Plus CBD from CV Sciences, which is now proud to introduce the Plus CBD Relief line of soft gels. Plus CBD Relief is the ideal way to help promote a healthy inflammatory response. Plus CBD Relief is doctor-formulated with recovery-supporting ingredients, including CBD, CBDA, and Levagen plus PEA. Relief soft gels help address minor everyday soreness, support joint function, and encourage recovery following strenuous activity. All Plus CBD products are backed by science with clinically researched active ingredients. And with a 90-day satisfaction guarantee, you have nothing to lose. To learn more and to order, visit pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman and use coupon code Hoffman30 for 30% off. That's pluscbdoil.com slash Hoffman for Plus CBD's relief soft gels. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. They are what make this broadcast a free resource for you. Now back to our questions. We have one from Sean. Now, Sean is a 49-year-old male in decent health and shape. Uh, he has his major family history is 
early cholesterol. This is early, a second Sean. Yeah, this is a second Sean. This okay. is a different Sean. Okay. Uh, cholesterol heart attack risk. Like his brother had a heart attack at 50. His dad had a bypass at 52. Mm-hmm. He's 49. Yeah. And he's been on Lipitor. Now, five years ago, he took an EBT heart scan, had a zero score. Right. And he continued taking 20 milligrams of Lipitor given his family history. Right. Well, recently he had another EBT heart scan and it came back 22. It's, he's starting to, uh, inherit some of his genetic risk. Yeah. It's not bad. 22 is actually better than average. Yeah. But it does suggest that he's, in spite of all the things mm-hmm. he's doing, he's a little bit prone to yeah. cardiovascular risk. Do you think this calcium score increase is something I need to be overly concerned about? I would say more- don't be overly concerned because yeah. it sounds like he's doing everything conceivable. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. He only tells us his cholesterol and triglyceride numbers. Right. He does not tell us anything about lipoprotein little a or homocysteine, okay. which are hugely, mm-hmm. these are big markers. What's his HDL? Uh, his HDL is 35 to kind 45. That's, that's quite that's kind low. Of a low ri- that's Triglyceride's always under 100. Right. That's good. Right. So what, look, how old is the guy? 49. He's already like very likely to exceed the life expectancy of all his male relatives. Mm. He's on the right track mm-hmm. because of awareness, and he's doing some of the right things. Yes. You know, Kyolic H garlic extract, mm-hmm. which he says, I think he says he's taking. Uh, no, that was actually different. He's just okay. telling us about Lipitor. So definitely take Kyolic H garlic extract, yes. uh, 2,400 milligrams daily. Uh, make sure you take fish oil. Yes. Make sure you take magnesium. Make sure you take, uh, you know, consider resveratrol and, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing is he needs to take vitamin K. Vitamin K, absolutely. Especially in the setting of taking Lipitor and for such a long time. These statins do mess with vitamin K. They do. Metabolism. Because vitamin K, if you look at the molecular structure, it looks very similar mm-hmm. to um, CoQ10. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So He needs CoQ10 as well. And he needs well. CoQ10. Yeah. That, that's right. the one I, I couldn't put my finger on. Right. And yeah. he, so uh, mm-hmm. that's why collaboratively uh, we do a better job together than we would solo. Yeah, we, we have a brain that way, as you say. It's like the hive brain. Right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, Sean, get tested for lipoprotein little a, mm-hmm. get tested for homocysteine. These may be even more critical right. markers that you can see about and do something about. He doesn't say anything about exercise. I presume he's doing yeah. some, right? Diet and exercise routine is good, but could be better, he says. Mm. Right, right, right. All right. So that would be a place to start. And good luck to you, Sean. And and kudos to you for being so proactive. Yeah. Given your, I, I, I your really, I don't think that's alarming. I just think he is a guy who's got to watch out because yeah. you know twenty two can become sixty eight, can become one hundred and thirty, exactly. can become. And he's, he's only forty nine. He's got a lot of years to go. Exactly. Right. If he had a twenty two at age seventy, ah, right. you know. Okay. This is actually, you know, it's interesting. I don't know that I would have prescribed a statin for him when he first got tested at zero plaque, mm-hmm. but. Because of his alarming family history, yeah. it was thought prudent to do that. Now, will it make a difference in the end? There may be some protective effect of statins. Mm-hmm. But usually when you have zero score, the, the less your score is, the less yes. you're likely to benefit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have a question from Paula. My husband gets horrible leg cramps. Yet when he gets his blood work, it shows his magnesium, his potassium... You know, normal ranges. Could it be possible? Can it be possible that that's what it's is causing his cramps? He gets them everywhere: legs, ribs, toes, fingers, neck. You name it. Oh wow! Well, a, a normal magnesium doesn't necessarily mean an optimal magnesium. True. 
Um, so a normal you know, range could be anything he, above like two point two. He might do a trial of like four hundred, six hundred, or eight hundred milligrams of elemental magnesium daily mm-hmm. in an absorbable form, and see if that mitigates the spasms. Yeah. But there are many reasons for spasms, and it could be neurologic. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people are more prone to spasms. If the spasms just occurred in the lower extremities, I could say it might be spinal, but it seems to be a lot of places. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think of the, uh, the usual advice by, by a lot of mainstream doctors that say, oh, drink some tonic water. The quinine will help. Well, you're either going to get a hell of a lot of sugar or a lot of totally NutraSweet in there. Right, NutraSweet. Yeah. If you drink the diet version, yeah. if you drink the regular, right. a lot of corn syrup, right? And okay. quinine is beneficial to some extent, but um, there's not enough quinine in there probably to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing, uh, another nice source of potassium I've found, uh, low-sodium V8 juice. Okay. Because the lower sodium has much higher potassium, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice. Right. Because Besides the, eating your vegetables and ve- fruits, which we want you to do. Because the vegetables themselves have potassium. Yes. And do they use a potassium salt in there or something? No. They don't even... Okay. No, I've not seen that unless... They've changed okay. their formulation recently. Okay. I'll take another look. But yeah, Paula, best of luck to your husband. Okay. All right. And you know, supporting that notion is mm-hmm. this idea that what do you do for muscle cramps when you're exercising? Well, it's all thought to be electrolytes, electrolytes, electrolytes. But some you take a ton of electrolytes, you still get a spasm. There is a um, uh, a cramp. Uh, uh, it's a supplement for cramps, for athletic cramps. So, the, mm. you know, and cyclists use this a lot because you get cramps and it really messes up your, your race. Mm-hmm. Uh, runners. Um, and it's based on the notion that by distracting the nervous system, you can alleviate the cramp. And it's, the, it's using cayenne in the mouth. So it creates, it works via the vagal nerve. It, it distracts you. <laughs> it works via the vagal nerve. And oh, it sort of changes the way your nerve impulses go. So it's, it's not an electrolyte. And it, that suggests... That's quite hot stuff. Yeah. It's, Put some cayenne on, on I think t- it's called, if I'm not mistaken, hot shot. I'll look that up. Hot you. shot. And you know what else? I remember somebody writing to us saying, if you got a cramp in the middle of the night, Go take a teaspoon of mustard. I think it kind of goes along the same lines as what you're describing about the cayenne. But I've heard of this hot shot uh, product that you're talking about. Hot shot for cramps. Mm -hmm. And here it is, teamhotshot.com. Try our muscle recovery drink for muscle cramps. A purposely potent blend of organic spice extracts. Mm. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I might, you know, for the next time, a long bicycle trip, I might take some along just to see if it works. I've not tried it. Interesting stuff. Okay. We have a different Louise. Hi, Layla and Dr. Hoffman. Do physicians usually test for hemoglobin A1C as part of a regular blood panel, or do they just order the test when they suspect you're diabetic? Unfortunately, they don't, but I think it's one of the tests that should be incorporated in virtually everyone's physical. Absolutely. And I use it almost always. Yeah, 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 yeah. Should I be asking my doctor to do this test? As far as I know, I'm not pre-diabetic, but I'd certainly like to know. Absolutely, because it should be done. even if you're not diabetic, it it's Does, very it bespeaks your metabolic fitness. Exactly, and you want it as low as possible because really even if you don't us. have diabetes, mm-hmm. you'd have a higher risk of heart disease, a higher risk of, of dementia. 
Yes. Uh, as is well pointed out by David Perlmutter, he believes, I mean, he's a fanatic about hemoglobin A1C. He thinks it should be like 4.5 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was proud when mine was 4.9, under mm-hmm. 5. Yes. Uh, but the vast majority of people walking around, middle-aged people, they got a hemoglobin A1C of like 5, 5, 5, 6, 5, 7. The cutoff for prediabetes is 5, 6. Yeah. So that's not necessarily that good. And the doctor will say, oh, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You could do better. Yes. It, it's, it's worth optimizing. Exactly. They'll say, oh, no, you're fine. But then as soon as it creeps up to 5.7, guess what? It's mm-hmm. prediabetes now. Yeah. Whereas you had the chance to reverse it. Even within pre- prediabetes and even diabetes, yeah. you still have the chance to reverse it. I think it's a very useful test. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Okay. So... We've got a question from Dorit. Dorit, there's a name you don't hear often. Mm-hmm. It's That's a very an Israeli pretty name. name, though. That's an Israeli name. Dorit? Yeah, Dorit. Pretty name. Dorit. Dorit. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've been taking Sammy for many years. 400 milligrams every morning on an empty stomach. No problems. I take heart medication. I take metformin and many supplements. My doctor, with no explanation, told me to stop. I'd like your opinion. I'm an avid listener for many years. No explanation. Told told her to stop. Uh, I'm going to withhold profanity because this is a, <laughs> I was just a family say, broadcast. I'd be mad. It's a family broadcast. <laughs> but he, the doctor doesn't know what the heck it is. Uh huh. Doesn't know the science behind Sammy. Mm-hmm. Knows so out of ignorance, the doctor told Dorit to don't stop, stop taking it. it. Yeah, don't need. It. But there's there's no compelling reason. I mean. Yeah. Even if he'd provide an explanation, I can't think of an explanation not to take it. Yeah. Uh, Sammy is useful for brain, for pain and arthritis sometimes. Yes, yes. Uh, we use it for depression. Yeah. But it also has a good effect on the pain of osteoarthritis. But the thing is, you have to use a little higher doses than 400 milligrams, in my experience. Mm-hmm. You have to use like 1,200, 1,600 to mm-hmm. get an effect. And there's actually a book called The Sammy Miracle, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, and I forget the author. He was at Columbia. He's a uh, psychiatrist. Uh, Dr. Brown. Dr. Mm-hmm. Brown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he, it's a, you know, it's one of those late 90s, early 2000s book, I think. Mm-hmm. And The Sammy Miracle, where he did a lot of research on Sammy for depression and found it beneficial. Wow. Isn't Sammy also used, it's almost like it would be, at the bottom of, not the bottom of the list in, in the way I'm describing, for people with stubbornly, stubbornly high homocysteine. Yes, yes. Where we've tried, we've given them all the folate, yeah. B12, B6, trimethylglycine, then we have to add SAMe. Because it's in the methyl path, methylation yes. pathway. Yes. Yeah. So that's yeah. something. Okay. Right. So, Torrent, oh my gosh. But it, this yeah. is more of an editorial than a exactly. know, informative exactly. answer. Yeah. Uh, we've got... It's, it's, you know, the expression is, if you're not up on it, mm-hmm. you're down on it. You're down on it. Exactly. It's like, so learn a little exactly. basic nutrition or withhold your contempt. Withhold your, say, I don't know the answer. Yeah. You know, people need to. Yeah. This comes from Richard. Uh, I have long-haul COVID symptoms, including shortness of breath and fatigue. Uh, I'm curious if... Functional medicine may help me. Uh, I'm seeing a pulmonologist. I've had scans, which led to an initial diagnosis of pneumonia, and finally, long haul. Could I be helped by functional medicine? That's actually from a patient. Uh, was a that's former a, pa- Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a patient. Okay. And I said, mm-hmm. come in. 
Oh, okay. And, but he said, I'll, I'll talk to him on the phone. Sure. Uh, but the answer is yes, but we don't understand long-haul syndrome. Yeah. Here's part of the problem with long-haul syndrome. I think that I'm a little, uh, I'm a little a bit um, conflicted about long-haul syndrome. I think in some ways they're using long-haul syndrome to scare people about COVID and to kind of enforce uh, masking and sequestration and more vaccines because they claim without, I think, a lot of proof that more vaccines will prevent long-haul COVID. And you don't want to get that long-haul COVID. Mm -hmm. It's like, even if you don't care, you're going to get, it's a very high percentage of people get long-haul COVID. The problem is, uh, in a recent study, they showed that like, I don't know, 20% of people who had even mild COVID had long-haul symptoms. But I looked at the study and the study was terrible because it meant that people went to the doctor and said, I've got this, I've got that, I've got the other thing. And oh, by the way, I had COVID. So they go, oh, well, uh, the antecedent was COVID. People have been going to doctors forever with new onset problems yes, yes. With, with or without COVID. Yeah. And so they attribute it back to COVID. Yeah. And it isn't necessarily COVID. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, long COVID is very real yes. for some people. They yeah. just are debilitated after COVID. They can't spiral out of it. It's complicated. Is it a chronic infection? There's some studies that suggest that even using uh, antiviral medication can be helpful for long COVID. Mm-hmm. But it's also some studies suggest that uh, there's microvascular changes. There's clotting changes that cause problems. There's autoimmunity that develops after COVID. It might be a trigger for autoimmunity. Uh, it's in some ways akin to chronic Lyme disease mm-hmm. or chronic Epstein-Barr, so-called, or chronic fatigue syndrome, yeah. myalgic encephalitis. But, um, you know, there's no, there's no one-size-fits-all approach to that. Yeah. And I'm not going to attempt to cure him because I'm going to actually talk right. to this guy. What's what's interesting is even long before COVID, I remember we've had a good handful of patients with a post-viral syndrome, right, of some kind, of some kind. Yeah. Whether they had, you know, they had a pneumonia or they had a bad flu, yeah, or they had mononucleosis. Yeah. There's nothing new, or something like that. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. nothing. So maybe this is not a new thing. It's it's, it's real, but it's also it. a little bit ginned up, uh, in my opinion. I see. So I think. Uh, you know, remember I wrote a column saying maybe, <clears throat> maybe we should be talking less about COVID. Yeah. Is, uh, yes, we should address COVID, but, you know, to fixate on COVID, it's not good for no. our, for our health and our no. minds. And by the way, that's, this is the, f- this is the fourth plane trip I've taken and it's time to do a jailbreak. And I have to, I have to commend the people who are on this tour because these are not young people by and large there were a few young people but most of these people were seniors mm-hmm. retired people mm-hmm. very lovely people very accomplished people mm-hmm. and they basically said i'm done with this i got i you know i got a limited you know horizon of yeah. time when i can travel yeah and god bless some of them some of them were a little bit you know limited in their capacity you know they but they went courageously on this trip mm-hmm. and they you know climbed steps and and you know did a lot of walking on cobblestone streets and yeah. it it bespeaks the human spirit trying to transcend these limitations mm-hmm. that we are imposed on us and that are self-imposed yes and it you know i was really happy that uh to see a lot of people uh it was i think almost a full boat 
a year ago, somebody said, yeah, I took a cruise, uh, you know, in the midst of COVID. He said, she said, there were 26 people on the boat. He said, it was great. There were more crew people on the boat than there were, but this, this was a full boat and people. They could almost are, frolic all over the boat. Right. And is you know, all the food and all yeah. the attention, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, um, this is, people are getting out and, you know, for the most part, you know, the, the, the bummer, no, I don't think anybody got real sick, but I think, some people had an inconvenience of being quarantined, taken off the boat. Sure. Um, but that's, you know, there's mm. there's a risk-benefit equation to everything in life. That's true. And um, It's time to move on. And, you know. Jailbreak, as all's, you say. All's well that ends well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I encourage you all to, um, you know, follow your dreams and explore the world. Because don't spend your life cowering in fear. Yes. And not uh, a way to live. Not a way to live. Yeah. Okay. So that's all for today. Mm-hmm. And a reminder, Layla, what's the destination for questions? Questions at drhoffman.net. All right. Is the destination. All right. Yes. Well, so we got. Uh, and we look forward to your questions. Yeah. So we're going to keep on trucking. I'm not going anywhere for the next <laughs> few weeks. Right. But we'll be here to answer your questions. Okay. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, today with Layla Mutin. It's our weekly Q&A with Layla. This is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly, along with Dr. Hoffman. If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.